0: everybody this is john tady welcoming you back again to pop mom the podcast where culture is relative yes it's time again for my mom bonnie tady to share her view of pop culture small town life and the riddles of human nature on this episode mom reviews the comedy mystery series only murders in the building let's bring mom in now hi mom
1: hi johnny how are you
0: Uh, I'm doing all right. First week of school for the kids, so, um, I, their school day begins at 7.45 a.m., so it's like being punched in the face every morning (coughs) for me. That's how I begin (laughs) my day.
1: Well, let me tell you, at least you're not the mom that has to make lunches.
0: Oh, yeah, Anna's tearing it up. Um, don't cry for me, Argentina. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'm a little logie at the at the end of the week, and uh, I apologize to the listeners. This episode was slightly delayed because, and this is the other madness. Um, uh, Eve had a little bit of a runny nose yesterday, which you know kids get all the right. time. Right. But now it's like, whoop! You got to, and quite reasonably, I'm not complaining, but right. it's just part right. of the madness that we're living. She's got to stay home. Uh, of course, you have to be cautious. So, we took her to get a test, and that was negative. And then the, the one that I think the one that takes longer is yeah, I don't know. Yes. But she's fine. Everybody's fine. But it's just an le- added level of stress that every parent with kids in school is experiencing. Uh, right that's now. right. So, that's right. I feel you out there. And we actually have it pretty good here in Chicago because they do have quite a rigorous. Um, approach to managing COVID in the schools, which I know a lot of districts around the country um, do not, to put it mildly. Yeah. Uh, We got some uh, emails in the mailbag, Mom. Uh, Can I share some feedback with you? I'd
1: love to hear them.
0: First of all, we had a number of responses uh, to our Ted Lasso review, as I expected. Kind of the reason I didn't want to review Ted Lasso in the first place, but... (laughs) Jake D., uh, longtime listener, says, Bonnie had the best take on Ted Lasso I've ever read. Um, he didn't read your take, I assume. He listened no. to it, but you know what he means. Thanks, Jake. Um, there's not a lot like that, I'll say right up top. Um, here's a nice one from uh, Richie M., who is another longtime listener, and first got in touch, in fact, because he watched one of my YouTube videos, the one about the oh. uh, Price is Right uh, opening. Um Which is dated in its own way now, but um, he writes, uh, Richie M. writes, uh, Having watched all of Ted Lasso, I can accept criticisms like too sentimental or predictable, but I feel like I have to stick up for Jason Sudeikis' performance. He does a great job of showing real pain and panic attacks. You just didn't watch those episodes, he said. Uh, Then he adds, um, he added via direct message, Um, He wanted to add that last year the show did feel considerably different, at least to me, Richie writes. The early pandemic lockdown stuff was still in full effect. We were more scared about how that situation was going to play out, in addition to constantly worrying about an historic election. I think for some of us, season one hit... Just at the right time, escapism was needed. This year yeah. I am starting to find the lack of conflict boring and rolling my eyes much more at the characters always seeming to have the perfect thing to say. Um, so Richie, he still likes the show and admires the show, but says that maybe it hit at the right moment. I think there's some yeah. there's some merit to that. Also, oh, I think
1: there's definitely.
0: Underneath yeah. all of this, people, is different strokes uh, for different folks, which brings me to Jan M's email. Um Jan writes, I really enjoy your podcast. It is the first one I look for every day, and I hate when you are on a break. I agree <laughs> with you both on just about everything. I am convinced, except for your unnatural love for Tom Brady, she says. Uh, she does not agree with us. <laughs> Another common sentiment in the in the mailbag. Um <laughs> She says, I am convinced, however, that your review of Ted Lasso is a ploy to get more people to email you. This show is absolutely a gem. It is so refreshing to have a feel-good show during these trying times. The characters are relatable and the writing is clever. John, if you are trying to understand Ted's pain, you really need to watch the first season. Also, you claim you get no insights from this show. Sexy Beasts does that for you, though? Question mark, question mark. Jan says, "I won't stop listening, but I am so disappointed in your review." Oh, Jan, be disappointed oh. in us when we bullshit you, okay? If we be disappointed us if we lie to you, um, and <laughs> if we shape our opinion to suit you, that's when you should be disappointed. Don't disappointed. Uh, don't be disappointed in us giving you the truth. There were a few people who said, John, you need to go back to watch the certain episodes from the first season. Um, Let me quickly acknowledge um, looking, 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 Sarah. Uh, Sarah writes to watch episode seven of the first season and then the next two episodes after that because they're amazing. I'm passing along that recommendation to you, the listeners, um, because I gave this show an hour of my time and I wasn't convinced and that's enough for me. But that you know, maybe I did start with the wrong episodes. I only watched a couple episodes of season two. I know you watched a bunch of the first season, right, Mom?
1: Right. I did. I did and I and I do think that that uh, that that's a very valid point that the timing, you know, it was so tumultuous that this this might have been uh you know, the Alka-Seltzer that everybody needed at that time and we don't have that. Uh, that feeling for it because we watched it at a different time. Yeah. However, I'm yeah. going to d- defend our review in that it has to stand alone. It can't depend on, uh you know, I'm still, I could still watch an episode of the office or yeah. Uh Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean,
0: I don't think if people watched it at the right moment, I have no problem with that. And if people, you know, Different, like I said, different strokes for different folks. I'm really happy everybody wrote in first to suggest this show and then to share their points of view on it. That's what I'd love. And um, that's why I say, Jan, don't be disappointed that we disagreed. Vive la différence, right? Wow, I really right. mangled that. Uh, pardon my yes, uh, terrible did. French, but. Um, and I also vive would like variety. To
1: there, there you go. <laughs> uh, I would also, I have to note that uh, a family member also called in outrage uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna let you guess who that was <laughs> uh that we didn't care for it and his point exactly was this was a uh, panacea for the times he didn't say it quite like that in fact he said it with quite a few curse words but um <laughs>
0: Uh, I like how the members of our own family were so much meaner than the uh, overwhelmingly (laughs) kind and civil uh, responses we got from the (laughs) listeners.
1: And I'm not going to say any names because I don't want to continue this conversation with that person. (laughs) I think we know who it is, though.
0: Okay, Um, And I do want to mention one more uh, listener who wrote in, Dan K., writes, long-time listener here, I worry you two's avid devotion to the Patriots have tainted the underdog aspects of Ted Lasso. Please have a Cleveland sports fan review the show properly. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite one. Good one, Dad.
1: That was a very good one. Yeah. That was a very good one. You know, the Patriots are... are uh, I don't bleed Patriot blue quite as much as I used to. I am a big Tom Brady fan still, uh, but, you know, this week we had quite an upset. So, you know, give us a little slack. You know, we're, we're breaking in a new quarterback now.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, okay. Thank you for – hey – I sometimes I like when we disagree with the majority because we get more uh emails that way so maybe Jan we weren't looking for more emails but Jan was no. writing away insofar as I really like to hear from the listeners Jan Richie Jake Dan Sarah oh, I feel like I'm missing someone but thank you all for writing in um, with uh, your opinions. Uh, and we're glad you enjoy Ted Lasso, or don't, as the case may be. Uh, now, to more important matters of ranch dressing. Now, this is one of the best oh. emails we've ever gotten to the mailbag, Mom. Really? It is. I forgot to forward this one to you, so you're hearing it for the first time, I know. This is from Michelle B. Now, last time on the podcast, I think it was last time, might have been a couple yes, of shows Yes, it ago. was. It was. We were talking about ranch and buttermilk ranch, and I said, "What the? what is the difference— Because doesn't ranch have buttermilk in it? My thought, by definition. Well, here you go. This is a bit of a long email, but it's fascinating. It's from uh, Michelle B. She writes, I heard mom's question about the buttermilk ranch dressing, and I think I can help. While I am not specifically a ranch dressing expert, I have worked for many years in product formulation at a large food company that makes ranch dressing. Mm. We make both ranch and buttermilk ranch. What I can tell you is that both our ranch and our buttermilk ranch products contain buttermilk. Their buttermilk ranch contains more buttermilk than regular ranch (laughs) for people who would like more of that tangy, creamy flavor. When you are at the store, you can see this by looking where buttermilk is listed on the ingredient line of the product. It is Uh, higher up on the list for the buttermilk ranch. I suspect that this might be the same for any brand that has both products offered. It could be a fun taste test to get both and see if you can tell the difference. Ooh, good idea, Michelle.
1: I like Um, that.
0: She adds, if you really want to get into the weeds, the government regulates what is required to call something a salad dressing. And she has a link, actually, to the uh, to the government regulations oh. around that. They do not specifically call out requirements around ranch. So there may be some brands out there that do not contain buttermilk at all. Oh, can you imagine? I the hope travesty. that helps, says Michelle. <laughs> it does more than help, Michelle. That was a fascinating email. One day, I thought the buttermilk ranch dressing conversation was going off into the ether. But here's Michelle. Great email. Thank you, Michelle.
1: That's that's really good. That's really good.
0: Yeah. It's so satisfying to get an answer to that. Isn't it?
1: Well, it really is because the authority that I had was Jenna and she balked at being uh classified as a ranch dressing expert. Um so she was she offered little to that conversation. <laughs> except yeah, that except little. that she liked she liked the ranch dressing from Pizza Chef. Uh, and when they told her what brand they they used, she got it at the supermarket and it didn't taste the same. So now I'm wondering if she got the wrong yeah. dressing from the same company. The company that I saw that offered two different styles was Ken's.
0: Ken's. They make a quality dressing. I think so. Yeah. All oh, right. That exhaust there's more emails. A lot of people suggesting shows right now. I gotta forward you their suggestions, mom's Great. Right.
1: Um, well let me just say this. Yeah. That uh is it today? Buzzer is having a preview of Phew <laughs> Or it might be I think it's tomorrow.
0: Sunday, September fifth is when the preview okay. happens. Yeah. So we're taping this on September fourth. Yeah.
1: Well, I just wanted to make sure we got that in before I didn't write it down. Well, we're so going
0: to review wanna... that next week, I think. Well, right? I know,
1: yeah. but I, that's why I wanted to tell people, get your set your uh, video recorders.
0: Yeah. You, can, <laughs> you you can. They have a website, too, right? Uh, was it Buzzer TV? I'm going to look it up right now. I yep. believe they do. Buzzer TV. That's b u z z r t v. tv There's no E in there. B-U-Z-Z-R-TV.com. Um, and there's, uh, they got their schedule on there. You can see when they're going to show. And, and we'll talk about and, that more next week. Okay. Uh, what else is going on with you before we get to our review, Ma?
1: Well, very interestingly, uh, uh, let me let me deal with this first thing. Uh, in that, uh, a letter came this week, a hand-addressed letter with a hand-written return address. For your sister who hasn't lived here in what 20 years No, i'm kidding uh a number of years yeah a long long time and you know hand addressed so i'm thinking what is this what you know back in when i was a kid that people used to send chain letters you know don't break (laughs) the chain send this to 10 people don't break the chain your luck will be terrible blah 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 Mm -hmm. uh And I couldn't imagine what this was, so I called her and I asked her if I could open it. And inside was a handwritten letter from somebody we don't know with a tract from the Jehovah Witness. I see. And I was really uh, taken aback by it um, because it's about... Two thirds of a page of notebook paper, you know, very neatly written and you can Google this woman and. uh, But I felt a little violated.
0: Oh, how so?
1: Well, you know, uh, of course, the letter was not written to me and I don't know why it was written addressed to Jenna, Mm -hmm. but I feel like. I, I felt like it was an intrusion on my personal life and that I reached out to a friend who is a Jehovah's Witness and she said, this is how they're contacting people now. Through the mail. Through the mail. So, you know, it's not, I'm not anti-Jehovah Witness um no. you're welcome no, yeah well I just wanted to say <laughs> yeah. that yeah you know you're you're welcome to do whatever you please but you know somebody really took some time to do this it's not like the uh political pamphlets that arrive in your mail that you can just disregard it it felt like I don't it felt like oh I'm supposed to do something with this should mm-hmm. I really I don't know I, I, It was a very odd feeling.
0: Isn't that the postal equivalent of the um, kind proselytizer showing up at your door and, you know, having a friendly conversation with you, but also taking up your time, right? It's just, it's like the male version of that. And just like your friend told you, that's this is how we're contacting people now, is how she put it in your um, telling, which indicates to me that it, like, the implied end of that sentence is instead of the door-to-door thing. Right. Um, yes,
1: that, that and because of COVID.
0: Right. So does the door-to-door um, approach make you feel the same way?
1: I don't mind that because I just don't answer the door.
0: <laughs> but you opened this mail because you didn't know what it was.
1: Well, a handwritten letter. How enticing is that?
0: Yeah, of course.
1: How, how many handwritten letters do you get? Never. I mean, nobody does that anymore. I feel bad throwing it away.
0: I get it. It breaks my heart, too, just to hear you describe it. The notebook paper and the handwritten. And it's hard because you can feel the human being on the other end of the yeah. line. But you yeah. can't. <laughs> I- why is it i get it i don't i can't entirely express why it feels worse than just not answering the door but somehow it does Um,
1: yes it feels like i would like to say thank you um right i have my own beliefs or you know something like that nicely Mm -hmm. all right well anyway it left me kind of roaming for an answer
0: well maybe the person who wrote this letter happens to listen to the podcast and they'll hear you saying thank you i have my own beliefs but in any case you've sent that energy out into the ether
1: okay fair enough okay fair enough
0: good now the last matter we have to pursue before we get to uh the uh review today is the hopkinton state fair which is it taking place as we record this
1: Yes, it is. Oh,
0: that kills me! That kills me. Uh, but every we la- wouldn't
1: go anyway.
0: Oh yeah, this year. We, well, it still kills me that it's happening.
1: I know, um, I know.
0: But uh, yeah, this uh, every year on Labor Day weekend, except last year. I they didn't have it last year, did they?
1: I don't think. Don't so. Don't think so.
0: Is the Hopkinton State Fair in New Hampshire? Mom, describe the Hopkinton State Fair for the
1: listeners. Ooh. The Hopkins and State Fair, state fairs, I, I realize, differ from state to state. This is a very agricultural-based fair. There's rides, there's food, there's uh, games of chance. I guess that's what they're called.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a polite way to put them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scams might be, uh, but Scams yeah, carny chance. games.
1: yeah everything you would expect the uh a range of of people i mean if you love to people watch this is the place to go um have your one day full of junk food and fried food and Mm -hmm. you know just everything top it off with the good old hawaiian ice and make your way home it's an all-day affair uh that we haven't been to in a Couple of years, I think the last time we went, we went with Merrick and his girlfriend Sarah uh and sadly, as adults, the main attraction was the <laughs> sausage sandwich <laughs> sausage and pepper sandwich, so but tell me some. Tell me a food that you would like to have if you could have one thing. If I
0: could have at the COVID-free Hopkinton State Fair yes. that we hope to revisit someday, um, yeah, boy, I think a sausage roll or whatever you call it would be my pick. It used to be fried dough, but yeah. um, then one day I just realized fried dough isn't actually very good. It's. <laughs>
1: It's just that everybody oozes and ahs an,
0: it. Yeah, everybody is excited for fried dough. And then you realize, you take a closer look, and you're like, oh, it's just fried dough. And like, right. why do we, granted, I love a donut, which is all that is. But yes. um, for some reason, the flat fried dough with the confectioner's sugar on it uh, no longer really appeals to me. Seems just so boring. So I guess the sausage, I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's the sign of a real grown-up, I think.
0: Yeah, well, we talked about my boring eating habits last week, so I guess that yes. carries over here.
1: So we'll have to we'll have to go uh, one year with Eve and Leo. Although now they're in school, so I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But uh, we'll have to see what children eat at the Hopkinton Fair now.
0: <laughs> okay. Shall we uh, move along to our review, please, Mom?
1: Yes, let's do that.
0: Please. Wow. I, I didn't expect to be so polite with my segue. But yes, may we, verily, may we please move on to Doth Yan review. <laughs> this week, Mom and I are talking about only murders in the building. A shared obsession with true crime podcasts creates an unlikely trio of friends-turned-private investigators on the new comedy mystery series Only Murders in the Building. You've got Steve Martin as a washed-up TV actor and Martin Short as a struggling theater director— so, okay, Steve Martin and Martin Short, nothing too surprising there yet, but in short order, Selena Gomez joins their crew and they team up to solve the murder mystery that's afoot in the Tony, New York apartment building where they all live. Here's a clip Lester, what the hell? Found someone dead. <gasps> what? Sounds like they off themselves. You're kidding me. Ninth floor, can't let anyone in. We can't go to our apartments? No, sir, sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you see the ninth floor? Yeah. I could get us to the freight elevator just to pick a peek. Just to
1: see what's happening. Okay, but well, we should take it to eight. Why? They'll have cops posted on that. Ooh, you're good.
0: Only Murders in the Building is available on HELLA! Mom, is this show building its appeal, or is it murdering your patients?
1: Oh, that's a tough choice. That's a tough choice, and I really have two different directions on two different planes. But let me just say, uh, I'm intrigued, given where we are with what's on TV.
0: Hmm. Okay, interesting. Uh, now, there's three episodes available as we take this. Uh, have right. you watched all three? Yes. Okay, good for you. You did yes, better I than have. I did. I made it through one, barely, um, and uh, could not continue. Yeah, but I uh, understand. Tell me what you mean by this show, considered in the context of broader television.
1: I think there's so little right now available in waiting for the new season of whatever's coming our way. Um, This is uh, interesting enough to tune in and see what's going on. I love the idea of a comedy murder mystery. I love that idea. I I love love... that
0: idea too.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's exactly where I'm going. (laughs) Yeah um well first let me say that selena gomez does a very fine job in the part that she's in and she looks like she's going to be quite a player in this whole thing um as she's had her relationship with the deceased in more than more than the others in the show Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. um i'm intrigued with the fact that steve carell's girlfriend from the office showed up in the last episode and since she's not nobody i'm wondering if she's going to have a bigger part in all this or not you know i'm looking for red herrings and all of this but mostly i would like to say that i love steve martin i love martin short but what I always forget about Ma- Martin Short is that he seems to get on my nerves. For some reason, I can only take a little bit of him.
0: Martin Short, really?
1: Yes, I, I all, think that's he's...
0: That's funny, because I always want more. Like, I always want the full Ed Grimley with Martin Short. Right. And he doesn't quite give us that anymore.
1: Exactly, exactly. Oh, oh so, I
0: see. Okay, yeah.
1: And, you know, I feel like Okay, he's th- he's going to wow me in the next minute and he doesn't. I just think there's so <laughs> much Yeah. right? Totally. Dude.
0: Totally. I'm not yeah. really articulate. No, but this I'm with but... you. I'm with you. Yeah, I just I it always feels like he's simmering and building up to some big Martin short way. I mean, he opens the, we see him first in the series in this flamboyant purple coat and he even says, yes! "Can't you see this coat?" And so you think and he plays a, like a theater director, um, but his character, you know, and his character in fairness to the the series, I mean, it's not conceived as a character. Like, right. he's a human right. being who has yes. real problems and he's short on money and um, doesn't have the... Best relationship with his um, with his son, son and his family, right? right? Um, so it's 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 a human character and it's fleshed out in a in a real way. But yeah, at the same time, it's Martin Short and he's always teasing you with a little bit of the of the uh, Martin A, a Shorty bit, right? <laughs> but it not right. a lot.
1: And then I think, well, why use Martin Short if we're not going to get a little. I mean, other than that, he's just, you know, sort of an actor.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. And a pretty straight, like not one that is, you know, you're not really thinking about Martin's short scenes later that day because they right. moved you or stuck with you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so uh, I have, you know, mixed feelings about that. I I think Steve Martin, I used to love his stand up and certainly he's a very, very talented musician. I don't know that he's much of an actor. Yeah. On this mur- comedy murder mystery, uh I find it a little light on comedy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Steve Martin, I did enjoy so um as they're establishing all the characters in the first episode, I did enjoy his uh interaction with the person who recognized him as Brazos. Um, he yeah. played this I, like a TJ Hooker type character, I want to say, on a okay. on a, a '90s uh, crime procedural show where he was the star. Um, and uh, Bra- I, maybe I just love the name Brazos. And <laughs> I did find it very funny the way Steve Martin greets these people by saying, "I'm Brazos." Yeah, um, like they, so. There are moments of that's a very simple piece of writing, I'll admit, but um, I did enjoy it in the scene but um to me he just sort of settled into like boring boring guy like there's just nothing to hang your hat on i feel like with his character yeah
1: yeah i mean i he's the he's obviously the straight man of the two um right and but neither of them bring a lot to the table
0: yeah I mean, I kind of felt like at times Selena Gomez was there huffing and puffing, bringing a lot of energy to the screen. Yeah. And not quite being matched by her co stars. And I was sitting there thinking, well, okay, this is the dynamic. It's these two aging dudes um, and this young, dynamic, mysterious woman. So maybe that's supposed to be what we're seeing on screen. But I I kind of got into a similar thing with uh, Ted Lasso. You know, the people were saying to me, like, well, you weren't, you know, you didn't watch the episodes with the real pain in it. And my, I I actually responded to one person and said, look, the pain was in the script. Like, there were scenes designed to show Ted's pain, but I just wasn't feeling it from the performance. Uh, So it's not like I was watching... The episode where they go to the carnival, and I'm saying, "Hey, where's all the sadness?" Like it was there. I felt the same at times in this um, show where it's just like, uh, "Okay, maybe this, um, maybe this dynamic of the energetic young woman and the um, sort of frumpy old dudes is, is is supposed to be what I'm seeing, but it just wasn't." <laughs> Again, I couldn't really hang my hat on that cuz it really just felt like Selena Gomez was um, you know, it's not like she was winning an Oscar, but she was she was really performing and I felt like Steve Martin was being Steve Martin and Martin Short was being Martin Short.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right? Yes. Um,
1: and I always feel that way about Steve Martin. Yeah. <laughs> I I do in his in as far as his acting, but Martin Short um He plays so many characters, and his voice is very uh, closely (laughs) tied to his characters. So I think that is also a difficulty. uh, You know, that's a river to cross that's a little difficult sometimes. Yeah.
0: Well, it must be a challenge for him, too. Did you hear my voice? Went into Jiminy Glick there for a second. (laughs) Hi, Mom! I can't do Jiminy Glick. But, yeah, Jiminy Glick and Ed Grimley, these, like— over the top Martin Short characters, and it must be a challenge for him as an actor. Like, how do you play something different? Which clearly he's trying to yeah. do here. But the you know the scene with him and and the conversation with his son, I just felt like Martin uh. Short was stringing a bunch of cliches together. You know, that's yeah, that's the script's fault, not him, I guess. But um, there was no that was very um just typewritten words on the page for me there was not yeah. a lot of life or human depth uh in in that scene and um yeah i just think martin short i don't know it must be a challenge for him to try to yes. play someone more subdued but still have that martin short spark it doesn't right. work for it didn't work for me in what i saw
1: nor nor me
0: um but you are intrigued are you going to keep going with the show, I'll put it that way?
1: Did Honestly? Yeah. Probably not.
0: Okay. Okay. Amy Are Ryan you? by the way is Steve Carell's girlfriend from The Office who mom right. Left in earlier. right she right, plays right. Jan on the show. Um I am not. No, I like I said, I couldn't even make it past past one episode. I here's another part of the premise and the sort of ethos of the show that irked me. And this is a personal thing. But, okay. you know, I talked to you about uh oh moments, like when there's yeah. some tiny detail that I feel is going to be representative, representative of the larger, larger show that um Disquiets me. This might have been my earliest "uh-oh" moment ever, because it was when the titles came up in that New Yorker font. You know, the font they use on the cover of the New Yorker. Um, yeah, yeah. And they they set the title in the same font. And I just thought, oh, no, this is going to be one of those shows where New York is a character in the show. And, oh, yeah. it's, it's romanticizing New York City. And people are a certain way in New York City. And lo and behold, the first five minutes is just chock-a-block with um, yeah. with the romance of New York horseshit that you've heard a thousand times before. I'm sorry. I lived in New York for eight years. I loved it. I have a lot of admiration for the place, um, but I find the romanticization of it to be so, uh, so tedious. Um, Yeah. And and it definitely is woven into um, this... Um, this series about a New York apartment building where everybody's on top of each other and um, up in each other's business and we have to find a way to live together. And it's just an apartment building. All the apartment buildings all over the world work pretty much the same way. There's nothing special or magical about a New York apartment building. I've lived in them. I can attest to that. Go ahead, Mom. Well,
1: it's even like the apartment house is a character in it in that... (laughs) we're supposed to be awed by these big sets of rooms and you know mostly <laughs> yeah. we think they're ridiculous what a you know you i don't know i don't know i'm i don't know i i okay. do not know i do not need to, the apartments to be parts of the of the show now i'm really confused you know
0: <laughs> well the fetishization of apartments is um is definitely That's a part York of thing. this New York-y, yeah Yes, yeah, yeah, totally. Yes, but this is another heartbreaker for me along the lines of Ted Lasso because it's a harmless show. It's, it's oh yeah, right. It's nice. It is well made, although yes. you know Ted Lasso I thought was really um, was just I could tell it was a high quality production. Uh, I'd say if Ted Lasso was an A in terms of production value, I'm going to give only Murders in the Building a B. Some of the camera work I thought was sloppy. um, It doesn't, it's not just quite as tight. That said, it's a perfectly well-made show. The writing is, has, you know, pleasant, uh, sort of pleasant demeanor to it with (laughs) occasional notes of humor. But there's just, uh, it's not enough to get me to tune in again. I'm sorry, Hulu. No,
1: it is disappointing though. With all that talent. I mean, you know, here's Nathan Lane.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't know. you know he was coming down the pike, though?
1: Well, I figured, but I I yeah. mean.
0: Only murders in the building. Mom, what grade do you give to this perfectly harmless, benign show that never did anything to anybody?
1: I am going to give it the honorable mention. Everyone gets a trophy. C+. Plus. C+,
0: plus. wow, higher than I expected. That's a C+, plus for only Murders in the Building, available on Hulu. Mom, do you have a
1: recommendation this week? I have two recommendations. One, one book is called uh, Bring Your Baggage and Don't Pack Light. It's essays by Helen Ellis uh, about her friends and their get-togethers. And it's a very, very quick read. It's very well-written, and it's very funny. It's a little... A little risque in parts, but funny nonetheless. Okay. The other book that I just finished reading is called Days in the Caucasus. This is a book by a woman called Banine, B A N I N E. That is not really her full name, but she was raised in uh, Azerbaijan and in the turbulent 20th century. And it tells how she uh, navigated her way eventually to France and wrote about her very interesting childhood and the loss of uh, the oil fortunes that her family had uh, amassed. She was born in the early 1900s. And this book has only recently become available in English. Uh, But it's very interesting and uh, very informative.
0: Wow. Wow. Azerbaijan. Talk about a country I have no idea about. Beyond the name, I could tell you hardly anything, I guess, except oil fields sounds uh, familiar, Oil fields, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But— uh, which is embarrassing, but here's a book to uh, remedy that. Days in the Caucasus" by Benin, you said, was the name yes. she used? Okay.
1: It's, yes, it's translated by someone else, Okay, but that's who wrote it.
0: And uh, Bring Your Baggage and Don't Pack Light, the book of essays, was by?
1: Helen Ellis.
0: Helen Ellis. Okay, those are Mom's recommendations. Uh, uh, you know, before I put a lid on the podcast, Mom, can I go back and say one more thing about only murders in the building and sort of in general about TV shows? You know how they have that skip intro button, um, that comes up on some shows.
1: don't skip the intro to this show.
0: Okay. Well, fair enough, but that's not what I was going to say. What I was going to say is I want a button to skip the part of every TV series that begins with the dead body. And then the subtitle three (laughs) months earlier, That's how every show begins now. I get it. Oh, you want to begin in Medias Race. Great, except not. Uh, I am so tired of three months earlier, Um, but that's how everything begins. It's just like, oh, chaos, mayhem, oh, sirens, flashing lights, there's a dead body. Oh, it's not what it looks like. Three months earlier. It's just, to me... It's just like, okay, so now we got to sit through all your little boring character development. (laughs) And, um, you know, the White Lotus did the same thing. And I don't um, even Mike White admits that, you know, it was just sort of a dramatic device layered on top of everything to give it this um, almost artificial intrigue of, of, you know, who's the dead body, which was certainly a fun game for us to play, but not really at all what the meat of the show was about um and here i just oh man it got off on the wrong foot because i was just like please don't do the three months earlier thing to me and then they yeah
1: and then they did so
0: i want a button to skip that and just get just start the show would you Okay, that will do it for this week's edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back next week to talk about more pop culture. Uh, what should we talk about, though, Mom? Any ideas?
1: <laughs> Hopefully something interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: God willing, something interesting. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. We love to get email. Boy, we got a lot of it this week. Thank you, everyone. The email address is popmom at ological.net. Talk to us about anything. We love you. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom.
1: Bye, Johnny. I love you.
0: Love you, too.